We are two badass spiritual gangster real estate entrepreneurs manifesting our best authentic lives and spreading the good word. You're listening to Manifesting with Morgan and Madeline. Hi. Hi, how's it going? It's going really well. Well, um, are you ready to talk about healing from the inside out? I really am. Awesome. Are you? Yes, queen. Okay, let's do it. So um, I'll go ahead and kind of discuss my um, interpretation of what this means. This is another basic building block for self-development and manifesting. Yeah. Um, And it's kind of piggybacking off of last week's subject. But the main thing I want to focus on today is how... um, your internal frequency, your thoughts, your beliefs, your behaviors, your habits are going to directly influence your external circumstances. Mm -hmm. So to me, internal, the internal things are what dictate the external things. Mm -hmm. And um, so examples of internal are the the energy, the vibe, the... Mm -hmm. The behaviors, the patterns, the thoughts, the any of that. External is the weather. Mm-hmm. No. Well, the people. Maybe. The people. The people. The, the situations. Yep. The, um, the, the repeating lessons that you have to mm-hmm. learn. That's all external. That's yes. stuff outside of yourself. And I think um, in our culture and our society, we aren't taught about the connection between the internal um, impact on the external results. So true. Um, the, the first time that I learned about this was a book titled As a Man Thinketh. Yeah, books that shook. Yes. And this one was written, I believe, in 1800s or 1900s. And I don't know if the author even wrote anything else. I can't even tell you the name of him, but As a Man Thinketh. And it was just like a very short book, and it was really based on the philosophy of how um, our thoughts manifest our world. And it was the first piece of content that I've read, like the earliest piece of content that I've read that was focusing on that. And I feel like every single self-development book I have read since mm-hmm. that kind of references back to that idea. And... Um, so that is just, it's critical to understand and, um, and from this understanding, then you become the person in power of your life. Mm -hmm. But until you can take accountability and responsibility for your external circumstances, Mm -hmm. things don't happen to you. You have attracted this happening. Then, then. You, you have to be able to fully accept that, and then the world is yours. Yeah. It, Pocahontas is coming to me right now. Oh, my gosh. I love it. <laughs> like, can you paint with the colors of the wind? I, you know, for whoever knows or, or whatever, but that's what you're saying. I mean, that's the point is what's happening, we are in flow with because we are in control of how and who who we are, how we think, and then when things do happen externally we're in control of how that translates for us yes yeah absolutely because things are going to happen in life sometimes very monumental things that are not we might be witness to it but we aren't 
the the cause of it, so yes. to speak. Well, yeah, but I mean, people always use like the a kid getting cancer or yeah. um, themselves getting cancer. It's like mm-hmm. I didn't or getting uh, harmed or mm-hmm. abused. You don't necessarily attract that, right? But it is something that is necessary for both your betterment, the people who are exposed to this story. Like it's still a part of making the world a better place in mm-hmm. a way. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Do you want, does. Can you I, elaborate on that yes, anymore? Yes. I, I totally understand what you mean. And I think this is going to be a really difficult like explanation because to get, to get to the point that it makes sense up here, there has to be a lot of work internally to get to the place where what you just said makes sense. So I yes. think for people listening, it might feel a little disconnected if they're not there yet. Um, so to bridge the gap, I think we should just elaborate on the topic and it'll make a lot more sense to them because I totally understand I'm with you. Yeah. And, um, it, and it's, it's incredible once it clicks, but to get it to click, there's a huge opening that has to take place, a a huge trust and a lot of work to kind of allow that to get to the place. Uh, I know that people will say, well, what about war? Well, what about, you know, and, and list all, or even just something as simple as, you know, I, I had a flat tire today and that's why I'm late or whatever. And it's like, well, that is true, right? It's not, it's not untrue, but where we are and, and our frequency and our vibration and what we're, what we're putting out at that point, we have a choice of how to use that circumstance to, to elaborate and to, to feed that negative energy. Like, Oh, this ruined my day. And then it does. Yeah. Or it's like, you know what? I got a flat tire, but. I made it in home, you know, home in time to eat dinner. So I'm going to give gratitude for that. Yes. And then you can switch it right back over. Mm-hmm. So what you're saying, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, is external circumstances that happen to us are part of a learning experience that we then have an option to translate into something good and and change the vibration of those things through us and then direct it back out as a positive and as a higher vibe. Yes. Right? Yes. And that's that's kind of like the yeah. entry-level interpretation of that, which is yeah. where we are right now. Exactly. Um, okay. I mean, the thing that made the most sense in, in explaining this to me when I was a beginner manifester mm-hmm. was um, just looking at it as a radio. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's different frequencies mm-hmm. with different stations. Yep. And so we are all tuned to some kind of frequency. Right. And so on that frequency that we are on personally, all of our environment and our circumstances and the things that happen around us are going to match that station that we're tuned to. Yes. And it's very simple. If you walk into a room and you expect to get a... poor service from a restaurant, for example, Mm -hmm. you're probably going to get poor service from a restaurant. And, you know, we all have those moments where we're like in a vibe, we're happy, like things are going great. And then like a person will walk in and it'll just feel like like all of the energy has been sucked out of the room, like their vibe is just so low. And, And this is something that we all go through. We all experience that place. Yes. And you can change that. Yes. And that's what we're here to to help teach how to do yes how to change that because uh that's where those things happen because then you just you get stuck in a rut that's what it is Mm -hmm. stuck in a rut yeah okay and it's so cool because it's it's a choice it's a choice that you make you know once you're aware that you have the choice Mm -hmm. which we all have a choice every day what station are we going to tune our 
our vibrational frequency on. It's true. But then once you start to get, once you start to consciously make the choice, I want to be on a higher frequency. Then sometimes you're kind of thrown things that challenge you, mm-hmm. and um, it, that's a beautiful learning experience. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. like when you're when you're like, I want to have a great day today, and then all of a sudden you have a really bad headache. Mm-hmm. That headache is is maybe going to help you figure out a way to solve that problem yes. that will help you have higher frequency days In moving the forward. I love that. That I love. That explanation makes so much sense to me. I love that. That's, that's I think, pretty universal to anybody. We can apply that. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I, I agree. And it's it's also clear, want to be clear to say, this doesn't mean that, like, being sad. Being sad's okay. Being frustrated is okay, right? All of these emotions are okay. But it's the, the frequency in which we process them that we want to work on. Because what you just said, we want to prepare ourselves, our bodies, our minds for days to come when things challenge us and they more so roll off our back rather than getting stuck. Yes. We want to just let it flow, let it flow through Mm -hmm. like a wave, like it comes and it goes and it comes and it goes and it's very natural. It's very effortless. The sea is still very powerful. Like life. Yes. But the waves, they come and then they go again. And it calms down. It gets rocky. It calms down. It gets rocky. But it's how we handle it. Yeah. It's the, it's the vibe that we're on. And high vibe doesn't always mean happy, happy either. Yes. No, I mean, feeling. Yeah. I, I, I am really cautious to label a feeling as positive or negative, mm-hmm. like an emotion. Yeah. And Because there's just, there's more like uncomfortable feelings. And yes. then there's feelings that we would like to kind of be in more often, mm-hmm. more desirable feelings. But you ha- feeling your feelings is is a way to find your way. Yes, you know, if absolutely. you don't if you don't feel sad, then you don't n- have any connection to the things that you need to heal. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, and makes total sense. Um, so I I don't I'm cautious to say any emotion is negative. Yes, and if you're feeling sad, even though you've been on a high vibe frequency, that doesn't mean you're low vibe all of a sudden. It just means that you're feeling a feeling so that you can figure it out, you know? I love that you said that. I'm so thankful. That's definitely something that I still, I don't struggle with it internally. I don't know if you feel this way, but I struggle sometimes with language. Yes. So I know better than to put a a label on it, but I know that I still use those terms sometimes for lack of better words. So hopefully we can work through that too, because um, that's a huge part of it. And I totally agree. It's not negative to feel sad. It's not positive to feel happy. It's just happy and sad. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay, cool. I think we're on the same page. Oh, show. (laughs) Yeah. So um, I guess Another part of this principle is a law of attraction, mm-hmm. and that's been talked about for 20 years now. It's pretty. It's a pretty mainstream philosophy. Right. I feel like um, where when it first came out, it was pretty woo woo. But yeah. I, now I know quantum <laughs> quantum physics can back it up, and then you know other things as well. I'm not going to go into the science of it because I know from my life experience, law of attraction is real right. and. And once you try to put it to the test, you will see as well. And one argument that I see against it is that people are like, well, if I'm on a low frequency, like, why don't, why doesn't everything bad happen right now to me? Mm -hmm. Or if I'm envisioning being a millionaire, why am I not a millionaire immediately? Mm -hmm. And that's because it's, it's once again, the headache example, Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. I decided today I want to have a great day. And then by 10 a.m., my head hurts really bad. And it's really hard to to keep making that choice to have a great day. Mm -hmm. But guess what? That headache showed me that I have food allergies. And so now I get to um, work on that and treat that so that... Yes, I can actually get that much closer to being a, a millionaire. And that's right. law of attraction right there. Yes. It's just not it's not as linear and direct. It's usually little pieces that happen throughout the day and throughout our lives that one day kind of start to come together. Very much so. And that's really really important to uh, acknowledge because you're right. There's so many people, there's naysayers everywhere for, you know, lack of a better term, like people who are like, this doesn't work. That doesn't work. Um, and it's, it's important to have the full understanding of, of the why, why is it not working? And mm-hmm. to break that down, which is what I think we're attempting to do is break down the why of how it can work and just sort of eliminate all of the barriers that prevent you from getting there and examining it on a microscopic level like you just did, is the the place to start. If you have a headache, let's focus on that. Let's just take one, let's be present. Let's take one thing at a time. Let's practice some techniques that help us uh, relieve the symptom, but also let's figure out the cause. Mm-hmm. Let's get behind the why. That is a skill set. Yes. That's a skill set mm-hmm. that you're practicing. Over and over and over. And when that million dollars is ready to come to you, you'll have flexed that muscle so hard that you can hold it. Yes, exactly. You can carry it. Yes. Your muscle's strong enough. It's ready. So don't be discouraged. <laughs> if your day starts with a headache, you're on, you could be on the right path. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it, yeah, exactly. And I just, I love it. I, I think really and truly the only way you can really understand this principle, though, is if you, if you put it to the test. You got to jump in. Absolutely. Um, yeah, but I'm just, I'm very passionate about, um, this whole, the whole idea of the internal state or condition and vibration reflecting external results. Like Mm -hmm. I can, I can think about like, I had this light bulb go off, um, from a guided meditation recently where, um, I realized that I, I was bullied a lot over the years in school, and I would even change school districts, change states, and I would still get bullied for the same stuff, and, like, the same nicknames would follow me, and it Mm -hmm. just blew my mind. And then I realized that in my familial environment, bullying was kind of what we was a way of showing love. Mm. Certain family members would would kind of bully and pester and Mm -hmm. taunt and tease, and so... I re- I I it came to me clear as day that I probably attract attracted bullying at school because mm-hmm. that's what I was experiencing and thought I deserved and that was the frequency that, was that the I was programmed. You were you were on the bully station. Yes. So that you knew the bully music, you knew all the songs. You were walking around singing all the bully songs with your energy and so all the other, you know, bully station people were like she knows my she knows my song. Yep. Let's bully her. Exactly. And that's what happened. Yeah. Exactly. That's oh. crazy. When did you have this realization? A couple of weeks ago. Really? Yes. Oh, I thought it was like a long time ago. That's amazing. <laughs> I loved it that this was just super recent. Yeah, and it seems so simple, you know. It seems like a simple thing. Everything con- seems simple. I know, right? I love, I love Everything it. I love it. Everything seems simple. <laughs> but when you're in it, 
it's always complicated. Yeah. And never and always are big words, but I feel like when you're inside, it's always complicated. And when you're outside, it's usually simple. Amen. So that's Amen. why we keep each other around. Precisely. To help get that perspective. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. There's a quote um, I think you wrote, and I want to read it if I can. Go for it. Because it just shook my world in the best way. And there's a lot of talk about this philosophy and manifesting and self-love and all these things that we're talking about in our culture. Now I'm so thankful that this generation is getting exposed to, to things we never got exposed to. Um, so this quote, I want to talk about it and then I want to read it and then talk about it a little bit. Okay. Um, you are the only thing you can control. You are the only avenue through which you can change. The only kind of love that can heal you is self-love. That's where it all starts. The internal relationship, if you want to not call it frequency, the relationship you have with yourself. And I just want to share a little frustrating thing that I went through on my journey and see if anybody can uh, (laughs) identify. I kept feeling like self-love, self-love. You know, I kept hearing this and I'm like, I don't know how to get there. Yes. I don't know what that means. And it's just like, it just seems so simple to, for somebody to just throw this out as the answer. It's like, how are you having it? Well, no, no, no. Well, love yourself. And it's like, okay. But then very dismissively, very like a lot of dismiss, like just love yourself more and everything will be better. And there was a like dismissal I felt with that. And I felt like, okay, I've got to figure this out. And then it kept coming back again. All of the, all of the things keep coming back to no one else is going to fix this for me. Yes. Nobody is going to give me a, an, like even like listening to this podcast, this is a form of self love people Yes, out there listening. You are loving yourself by opening yourself to this discussion, by listening, by taking the time out of your day to, to open and up level. Yes. By putting information and, and caring for yourself in that way. And I didn't know that. I didn't understand what self-love was. I thought self-love, I translated the generation that sort of we were raised around. Self-love might have translated as like cocky or egotistical or selfish or entitled or any of those things. All those things. And so there was a disconnect for me there and I didn't know what that meant. And now it's like you said, clear as day. Self-love means doing things that heal me. Yes. Oxygen mask. It's so simple. Oxygen mask. It's the philosophy is there for a re- like they tell you put your own oxygen mask on first for a reason. You have to do it. You have to be able to be in your full strength to give to other people. Exactly. And when we are in our full strength or alignment, our vibe is naturally at its highest because we're fulfilling our purpose, which is to Worry about our damn self. Yes. Just worry about yourself. Don't worry about what your mama's doing and your brother's doing and your uncle and your best friend and her man and all that. Don't worry about all that. Yes. Just worry about you. Just think about you. Just fix what you can fix. You're up leveling by doing that. You're raising the vibe by doing that. And that's when you start to see all the people around you uh, differently. Mm-hmm. And you have experience with that. Including yourself. Mostly yourself. Of course. Yeah. Mostly yourself. Yeah. So I just want to encourage anyone who feels dismissed by this idea of self-love, like as like a, 
as a way to say, oh, just love yourself and every you you can take the time that you need to fall in love with yourself. Well, it's it's like telling somebody who's crying, oh, don't cry. Like exactly, yeah, no, it's not like that. Like telling somebody, oh, love yourself. Like of course, of course, of course, right. that makes perfect sense. But how do you get there? Yeah. You know, like it's a foreign language. That was a foreign language to me. me Self love. Um, but once I started to hear it more phrased as your self-worth yes i can i could get down with that yes self-love sounded too cheesy and like far-fetched for me Mm -hmm. but i i understand Mm self-worth and what that can do to the vibrational frequency that i'm tuned into Mm -hmm. and through pursuing things that could help me build my self-worth i was really building self-love yes and once i quit starting to reach out to my external things for that validation, Mm -hmm. then it made and started to look into building my own self-worth slash self-love. That's when the real magic started to happen. Yes. And then it became easier and easier. And now I, it is a non-negotiable to keep my cup full first. Right. But it's been so beautiful and fun to be operating in life that way instead of looking for everything outside of me. Mm -hmm. Well, we always want something to fix it. We always want, you know, uh, a partner, a boyfriend, a girlfriend. We want a friend. We want a parent. We want a a new dress. We want, you know, uh, a diet. We want anything to fix it. Yes. Anything that and, and all those things are great, but they they don't originate, like you said, from here. And I learned everything that I had fought against for so long externally. I feel like in my life, like I was like holding the shield up to all these external factors mentally for so long. And the moment that I finally put that shield down, they just bum rushed me. Yeah. And that's what knocked me down and made me realize that the answer to healing wasn't on the outside. I like they didn't knock me down and they weren't going to help me get back up. Yes. It was me. Yep. Choosing. To put the shield up. It was me not knowing how to deal with it. It was me not being willing to look at myself and figure out what I needed. That was the issue the whole time. (laughs) The whole time. Well, speaking of you, um, do you want to go ahead and and move on to the next segment? Sure. Yeah. So I guess um, this week we're going to read my up-level story. And... um, Yeah, we'll just get right on into that if you're ready. I'm ready. Okay. Each week on Manifesting with Morgan and Madeline, we will share a story from a listener who used the global pandemic in 2020 as an opportunity to up-level personally or professionally. And spoiler spoiler alert, I am going to be reading... Madeline's up-level testimony. So I hope you guys get to learn a little bit about her and also get some inspiration for your personal manifesting journey. So this is Madeline Elliott's story. She is the broker in charge and owner of Solterra Realty in Charlotte, North Carolina, and she's a beginner motivational speaker, writer, and video blogger. So here we go. My COVID up-level story began in April 2019. On the last night of a bachelorette trip to Miami, I fell down and sprained my ankle. I knew when it happened, but for some reason continued to walk on it for the remainder of the night. 
When I woke up to go to the airport, my left foot and ankle were swollen and had turned black and blue. Since I had never experienced an injury like this before, I thought, no big deal, wrapped it in an ACE bandage and continued to walk on it while in severe pain in hopes that it would get better overnight. The events to follow that week were highly demanding on me both physically as well as mentally and emotionally. I was a bridesmaid in two out-of-town weddings in charge of selling my parents' home and moving them into my house, as well as preparing for my daughter's pre-K graduation orientation into her new elementary school. I neglected to take care of my ankle. I didn't allow myself proper time, rest, or healing, and by doing so, my injury continued to cause me pain through the end of the summer of 2019. What should have been a six-week recovery turned into six months. This is when it hit me like a brick wall. I am putting everyone's needs in front of my own, and by doing so, I am delaying my own growth. I am capable of moving on very quickly, but because I'm putting myself last, I am prolonging my healing with painful and unnecessary experiences. I've had the key this I've had the key this whole time, but have been too distracted and spread thin, too thin to use it. My daughter started kindergarten in September, and shortly after, I became very ill with what I thought was a flu and now believe was COVID. It lasted almost three months. Since my parents moved in, I had moved my bedroom to the upstairs bonus room, which was now unreachable because I couldn't climb the stairs and I was unable to breathe or catch my breath. I suffered with night sweats and fevers and lived on the couch indefinitely. I knew my lesson wasn't over. I realized the message was being delivered to me literally. The whole year of 2019 plagued me with physical illnesses, and I knew it was time for a significant change. As I entered in, as I entered 2020, I was the most out of shape, exhausted, depressed, anxious, and drained I'd ever been in my life. I had also continued to struggle with defeat, disagreements, loss, pain, and shame in my personal life and relationships throughout the year. When I celebrated my birthday in early March 2020, I felt a scary sensation, a premonition I could feel throughout my body into my bones, a shift on the horizon. I didn't know what it was until middle March when North Carolina entered into full quarantine and lockdown. I was terrified of the unknown and went into warrior mode in the event that I needed to protect my family. I needed resources for survival. Since there was nowhere to go and nothing to do, I began to read. Books became my refuge and my armor. I found companionship, solace, solidarity, and validation, vindication, strength, power, and hope in my reading. Relief flooded over me like a baptism in the purest river. I cried deeply every day for three months as I started learning to release. I read about codependency. I read about the chemicals in our brains and how they work. I read about how the mind can can cure the most chronic aches and pains, alcohol and drug addictions, and healing. I learned about self-love and love for others, setting boundaries, and how to channel the power of manifest manifestation for myself. I couldn't get the information into my brain quickly enough. This was the undoing phase for me. I started meditating daily, using telepathy and hypnosis weekly, and journaling slash writing as often as possible. I purchased health insurance for myself, 
I refused to settle for subcar, subpar health care or treatment and began interviewing and visiting health care providers until I found the right fits for primary care and women's health. I asked to help I asked for help with my depression and tried different medications until I found a match with a low dose of Wellbutrin. I took pressure off of myself for everything to be 100% natural or perfect. I allowed, my, I allowed myself to use the resources I had access to as a bridge to a longer-term goal and health plan. I made a commitment to myself and my in my future that I would change my relationship with alcohol. I attended a few AA meetings and reached out to trusted friends and family for support. On the home front, the original plan was to move my parents into my house temporarily. Their ultimate goal was to find a beach house to retire in. Over the course of 2019, as a family, we decided it would be best for my parents to stay in the one-story ranch and for me to buy another home closer to my daughter's school. When COVID hit, everything changed. Now we were all stuck together, and I quickly knew I needed to make a move. My daughter and I moved into a rental, went through two homes in five months. The landlords decided to sell shortly after we moved in. So by the third move, it was clear I needed to lease in in place to secure. I needed a lease in place to secure a living space for me and my daughter over the next year. I was unable to purchase again since COVID had sliced my income into shreds, and so I decided to wait. As I settled into our apartment, the dust began to settle, and it became clear that the next logical step was for me to fulfill a career dream by opening my own real estate firm. I began to research and developed the ideas floating around in my head. I started giving birth to my vision, and October 1st of 2020, I opened Solterra Realty Incorporated. I knew this was pivotal. Solterra was a battle cry. It was in response to the pain and fear that I felt alongside the whole world. I witnessed my brothers and sisters being murdered in the streets over Skittles. I saw my cousins and friends die in hospitals due to an illness we were being told we still knew nothing about. I saw riots and violence plague our culture, and I knew that I couldn't continue life as I knew it. Solterra was change. It was independence. It was freedom. Never again would someone tell me what I could do at work, when I could come or go, where to be, who I could or couldn't work with, how I could dress, what I could or couldn't say, or how to run my business. It was led by divine power, and it broke the lasting binding chains I felt over my life. I now know that I can lean into fear and emerge fearless. I'm victorious, and I take steps to create the life of my dreams. I, am, I was able to open my firm, purchase a small beach house, release personal relationships that didn't serve me anymore, forgive the ones worth working on, reconnect with myself, redefine my image, and set goals for myself. Most importantly, I learned to trust myself. To have faith, I learned how to support myself daily and throughout my life with various practices. Once all the blockages were lifted, I realized I had what I needed all along. I just had to get out of my, my own way. Now I take action to see my dreams all the way through. No more stopping. Resting is necessary, but I won't ever quit. I have connected with amazing friends and colleagues who all support the same vision. And I and am, 
and I am co-hosting a podcast <laughs> with one of my favorite people, a dream I've had since I was 16. My ultimate dream of sharing love with the world is now my daily reality. I give thanks every morning when I wake up throughout the day and every night when I go to bed. I am blessed to be aligned with my worth and because I know that every, anything is possible. Thank you. Wow. That, it, it sounds differently when it's, you know, when you write it and then when you hear it. I really appreciate you reading that. That was, that was awesome. Um, thank you for sharing. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> I love it. Um, I, I love that we just got to hear each other's stories, you know, for yeah. the first time. And um, I mean, if you can, if you can push through and use, I mean, it sounds like everything was building up through 2019 and then when 2020 hit it was like okay either I'm going to explode or that's exactly right and or I'm going to have to figure it out immediately like you didn't have a choice you were backed into a corner totally a a somewhat self-inflicted corner to be fair though you know uh hence the inside out right right which is why I can say with full testimony that I know what that feels like and that that was an absolute pivotal point for me to get to that place that I learned this this lesson of it's about me inside my frequency what am I allowing uh and and how how does that translate and I was just allowing people to run all over me Uh I just was there's there's nothing else to say I, I just thought that my role at this point had become fixer yeah to everyone but myself. So with the events leading up to when you finally had your revelation that it was time to change things, mm-hmm. did you ever feel like there was like a purpose behind some of the things that happened like back before you decided to correct course? Like when you were going through like a spell of unfortunate events, mm-hmm. like did you ever feel like maybe like there was a purpose behind it or were you kind of in the dark still? I, I think I ebbed and flowed through it. Yeah. I, I, I knew in my body, which is the frequency, the, the God, the gut, the, you can interchange that, the intuition, the knowing. Yes. The remembering. Yes. The grounding. I knew that it was for a reason. I knew that there were, I, it, things were kind of clear, but the ego, mm-hmm. my head, uh, didn't want to, I wanted to be, I wanted to just, collapse I wanted to let it all go I wanted to be a victim I wanted it to be the world's fault and I I wanted that ankle injury to to hold me back I wanted to have a reason yeah I wanted to my ego wanted to have a reason to complain and to channel all of these feelings that I had based around other things so what I think life did to me was it said, okay, chick, you can just hold a lot of shit in, can't you? So let's just make it like happen outside of your, like on your body. Yeah. Let's make your body feel something since you're sheltering and holding all these emotions. You're not letting them go. So that's kind of what happened. I think I got, you know, I hurt myself and then I got sick and it was, it was, it was a snowball of unfortunate events. And, um, I definitely knew 
I had to work through a lot of shame. Yeah. And I had to understand that it wasn't, quote, my fault, but it was my fault. Yes. So I had to separate the divine understanding of how I had contributed to these events versus shame that didn't serve me. Yes. And once I allowed myself to do that through compassion and forgiveness, I was able to release the shameful part of it, take responsibility for it, and figure out that it needed to change. So that underlying feeling was always there that this was for a reason. That What happened at the bachelorette party was what set my, my wheels in motion for alcohol, period. It was like, okay, I, this is crazy. And I'm, I'm lucky. I mean, I, this is what's crazy about the whole thing. Of all the times <laughs> that I've gotten probably a little too drunk. Tore up from the floor. Up. Yeah. <laughs> Tore up from the floor. Up. This was not one of them. But there was alcohol involved. You know, it was a spirit of like bachelorette party partying. And no one forced me. There was no. But this was the night that I was like, I'm not going to drink. And that's when I hurt my ankle. And it just all started to make sense to me. Uh, and I knew that I had to really take a look at that. So that one I knew immediately. Yeah. Um, some people, and I'm a hard, hard-headed person. And it, it this is many, 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 many lessons later. This is not like the first time, you know. This is many times later. So that was knowing. That was there. And the rest of it, it took more time and a lot more releasing of the ego for me to get there, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So um, can you just talk on kind of some of the stuff that you did to get out of being governed by your ego, which I, mm-hmm. I equate with kind of external. Very Ego is a thousand percent external. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's preserving the external and blocking the internal. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, the ego is fueled by reaching out to external things, blaming the weather for your bad day mm-hmm. instead of looking in the mirror, blaming politics. Oh, I can't start a business because Joe Biden is president, you know, like, like that's, that is external and it's excuses. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Uh, sure. Um, So I started meditating. So the reading, the reading was the first step. And then did that lead you to a meditation practice? Is that what inspired that? It did. Um, And I had, I had dabbled in yoga, meditation throughout the course of my life many, many years ago was one of those. We talked about this where I would start and stop something, start and stop. Mm-hmm. So um, I wasn't foreign to it, but it didn't. Again, I, I got swallowed in ego. So that went, you know, flew out the door because it required me to be with myself. And I didn't want to do that. Mm-mm. So um, the reading, the reading was my friend. That's what I want to say. I totally get that. The reading was my friend and it was safe and I I was not judged or if I was being judged, it was with love in the reading and, and that friend comforted me and I knew it was okay to feel the way that I felt. And I knew that the mistakes I had made were okay. And I knew that I could start to trust that things can be okay. And I also started to learn that I could trust when things are not okay. Yeah. That was the big breakthrough for me. Yeah. So when I figured that, okay, we all have this focus on being happy or reaching these goals or being successful. And like we spoke about earlier, uh, positives and negatives are just sort of a facade. So uh, when I started to realize that 
when things really aren't okay. And, and that's going to happen that I can still pull through. That Mm -hmm. it's not going to crush me that everything doesn't have to go to shit. Yeah. Because in my life up until that point, everything always went to shit. That's why I did the starting and stopping so many times. I started something, something would happen. I would allow the external to get to me. It would go to shit and I would feel like a failure and I'd have to start over Mm -hmm. with something else. And that keeps your vibe real low. So low. And then I would get to a high and then a low and then a high and it was up and down, up and down. And so I realized I'm like, okay, I have to figure out a way like through this. Like I can't, I can't keep climbing over the mountain and then falling off. Like, I got to figure out how to stay grounded and, like, stay, like, even when I get to the top of the mountain, like, and I'm going to go back down the other side because it's inevitable. Uh-huh. I have to learn how to stay attached to the mountain as I'm doing it and not just, like, fling myself off the cliff. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what I had done. I was like, okay, here I am. <laughs> so so uh, the reading was my friend. It gave me um, companionship and it gave me trust and validation and kind of grounded me. Yeah. And then the meditation. Um, as I started to read like Eckhart Tolle, that was some woo woo for me at first. I was like, oh. But, but once I started to understand, then it was, it was like drinking water, man. It was like, man, how have I survived without this? It's nourishing your <laughs> nourishing, soul. Like, yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. soul water. <laughs> yes. Uh, soul hydration. And so that's where the meditating started. So what I would do is, I know your plan that that you shared uh, is a little more, I think, structured, which surprise. And then mine's a little more fly by the seat of your pants. <laughs> but I started to, to know that I needed to make time every day for meditation and for reading. Mm-hmm. So I started slow and it was like two minutes. It wasn't a lot. Yeah. It was just closing my eyes, inhaling and exhaling, focusing on the sounds, the smells, connecting, touching something, connecting and grounding. Mm-hmm. Um, so the reading, the meditating, then I started to move my body again, which for me, I had not moved my body. I was on that couch for real. Like I was just, I was like, I'm dead. I'm done. You know, I hurt my ankle. I can't walk around. I'm in pain. Um, I'm sick. I'm just going to die. I'm going to yeah. live on the couch and die. And yep. if I don't die, I'm going to, I'm going to make myself die. Cause this is what I want to do. Cause I'm just over it all. I don't want to do any of it anymore. Everything hurts. Everything sucks. It was ridiculous. Yeah. So I started to move my body a little bit. And for me, the movement of, of physically relocating from my from my property to a rental uh, was, a, was a hard thing for me to swallow because I thought I had this plan. And then it changed. And my, my next plan was supposed to be I'm going to buy something again. And so I had to really, every time, I had to let go of a little more ego. Okay, I'm going to rent. Oh, I'm not going to rent a house? Okay, I'm going to rent an apartment. For me, those were progressive steps to just kind of undo. I was so wound up, Morgan. Yeah. I was just wound up by life. Everything was just so much more um, amplified in, an, in a way that, that wasn't serving me than it should have been. And so this, these were just like the slow steps to take to let it all go, to get to the place where I mentally was like, you know what, if I'm living out of a suitcase – and it's just me and my baby, but we're free. That's where I needed to be. And that's when my vibe. And I was like, oh, I remember. I remember myself. I remember who I am. So I moved physically. I moved my body. That was part of my routine. Mm-hmm. I went to the doctor. I said, I'm depressed. I don't know what this means, but I am depressed. And I'm going to tell y'all, that was scary for me. 
I had never taken medication in my whole life. That was a huge trust step. Yes. For me. Mm-hmm. I was afraid. I was afraid to take medicine. I'm like, is it going to make me cuckoo? What's going to happen? Can I trust myself? But again, I'm building these trust steps, this foundation. So I'm like, you know what? If it doesn't work, I found the right provider. Yes. I found someone who listened to me, who who gave me the type of care that, that I I was in my worth. Yes. I started to, to say no. No, this is not a good boyfriend, lover, friend for me. Mm-hmm. This is not a good healthcare provider for me. They don't listen to me. They're, I'm just a number. And I didn't want to feel that way anymore. Um, so I started taking medication daily on a low dose. And I tried a couple until I got to the right one. And um, that that helped. And uh, yeah, so reading, meditation, uh, moving my body. Um, the, med- the medication. I mean, investing in your mental health, you know, like absolutely that's, investing in my mental yeah, health you're, completely. And could you feel? I mean, you kept doing it, even mm-hmm. though I know things didn't get immediately that better. Quite that, quite the opposite. But they kind of felt like they got worse at first. <laughs> <laughs> but could you like slowly feel like the little dial on the frequency was going up, up, up? Is that is that what kept bringing you back? It kept bringing the the validation and the reading mm-hmm. and the, the connectedness of all of these things that I'm saying are were slow, slow cranks on the dial. Yeah. Each one was a slow crank. And so once once that momentum started, I couldn't go the other way. I was like, OK, I have to keep cranking the dial because, yes, it worked. It started to work. Yeah. These things started to work. And so that dopamine, that reward, I was like, oh, I did the thing. I get the treat. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It started to pay off. Yeah. And that's what I needed. And that's what I wanted. And so I had to find healthy sources. Yeah. Of that. And see, like you could like that's this is one of my favorite things about the law of attraction mm-hmm. is you, you could have I'm sure you had a lot of goals and a vision for your life even before you started to really work on yourself. Mm-hmm. But you didn't make that decision that I want to be a millionaire and a real estate investor or whatever you want for your life. Mm -hmm. Um, and then magically get it all of a sudden you're handed all these opportunities to learn and grow. Mm -hmm. And one of my favorite examples of that is people who win the lottery. Mm -hmm. You get all this money all of a sudden put in your lap, but you're not on the vibrational frequency to, to be a millionaire yet. Yeah. So it all goes away. Yep. And we see it all the time, year after year. So you can mm-hmm. check the news and, and figure it out real mm-hmm. fast. And mm-hmm. and to me, that is a perfect example of the law of attraction. And that's a, that is a perfect example. Yep. That's exactly right. And th- these these steps were leading up to being able to, how many things can I put on my plate in a healthy way? Because I had gone so far the other direction. I had just loaded my plate up and it was too heavy for me. And it was all probably crap that you didn't eat in the first place. Yeah, yeah, I had loaded my plate with junk food, essentially. Mm -hmm. Life junk food. And it was all ego-driven. These goals and all these things that I had were centered. But the way I went about them and that I was going about them was was totally wrong. Yeah. And that's why every time things continued to go to shit for me. Yep. Because it wasn't from the, the, the source and was authentic, but the way I was going about it, was all wrong. Yeah. And so I finally realized I'm like baby steps. I had never taken baby steps. I always wanted to lose 10 pounds overnight. I wanted my ankle to be better overnight. 
had no patience, right? I wanted to like, oh, let, let me just buy 14 houses, not one. Let me, let me learn. I, I just wanted to always have all or nothing. It was very much um, a, a lifestyle for me. Yeah. And uh, so I had leaned into the... I had leaned into the side of that, that, um, that put, that just was like, pile it up. Give me more. I I had learned to gather. Yeah. I had learned to, to pad and come, you know, it was like just more, more, more. And I'm like, I got to let all this stuff go. Yep. To find a balance. It's, and it's, and that applies to last week about the unbecoming, you know, you had to kind of be willing to just be stripped raw so that you could rebuild a whole new approach to life and, And then when I found, like you said, when I, when I got that first taste of that, of that frequency shifting, cause you know, you, I felt it before, I'm sure. Oh yeah, you know, of course. Like, We've had tastes, glim- glimmers yeah. of, of the truth, right, you know? Right. <laughs> and I just realized that that's where I wanted to be. Like, I don't want to leave that feeling anymore. I want to be in that. And so everything that I would do would raise that vibe just a little higher and would create more space and would allow me to stay there longer. Yes. And the meditating, that's what happened. Mm-hmm. It became longer and less thoughts were coming to me. And I was able to really close my eyes to the point that I could close my eyes and almost completely remove all thought with a snap of a finger. And it didn't happen many times, but it still happens from time to time because it's a practice. And I'm like, this is what they're talking about. Yeah. This is that place. And I didn't want to, I didn't want to leave there because I knew no matter what was going to happen, there was not going to be any more like anxiety, like in the sense of a react, reactive anxiety. It was going to be like, Hey, I have the control over myself to shut that down. Like right here and right now, I'm about to shut that shit down. It's not, I'm not absorbing it. I'm not taking it. I'm not open for business anymore. You can't put your food on my plate. Like, no. Yeah. And that's where, that's where it came from. And that's where I'm still trying to be. <laughs> I'm trying to stay there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I mean, I, I, you kind of get addicted to it after a while I do. because, yeah. you know, once you, once you start to be mindfully turning up the frequency dial, mm-hmm. then when something bad comes along, bad, right. Uh, something that doesn't feel good comes yeah. along your base you might get sad or hurt or whatever feeling that you don't want to feel, but you know, you have this like trust, but you, you're not only, you're not going to go, but so low, Mm -hmm. you know, like I feel like your valleys get higher every time. The threshold changes. Yeah. Yes. Your lows are not as low and your highs. There's, there's less of a, of a, of a, valley like you said between the highs and the lows and it becomes more so like just a high vibe frequency in which you can take all of those things in stride yeah so i i totally agree the the lows are not as low and they're with less intensity and they're less frequent until like can i i'll share just a brief thing go for it that applies to this so you know this and my friends and family know that what are we april what are we may may 10th so two months ago almost to the day I lost a very special person to me and very unexpectedly, no warning. And that would have taken me out. Yes. I would have been just shut down. 
for business a long time ago. But thank God for these tools and thank God for this vibe because I knew that this too would pass. The feelings would never go away, right? Like the sadness and the grief and the loss. But here we are. Yeah. Here we are hosting a podcast two months later or, you know, we started this a month a month after this happened. And that's the example that I'm using t- to prove what you're saying is true. Like, I got the goosebumps. Right. Like, I mean, it's real. Like, you you fell in on a weekend trip and that knocked you out for uh, months. And I think like, the loss of a loved one to the uh, significance that you're experiencing, the fact that you're here right. sitting up and smiling, yeah. I mean, that's a huge difference. And that was just two years ago. But that's... That's exactly what it is that we're speaking about. Yep. And this is why we're doing this podcast. This is why we're doing this is is for hope that this is possible. And it doesn't mean I'm not sad. You know, I mean, it doesn't mean that I want to show up and do all the things. And it doesn't mean that I can always have the smile. We talked about this last week. You can't always have the smile on your face and and be this sort of like um, actress version of yourself. You can't always play a role. You just got to be who you are. But you can be that on your highest vibe. Yes. You can be sad on your highest vibe. <laughs> you can be tired <laughs> yeah, on for your sure. high vibe. So, um, yeah, here we are. Well, thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to talk really quickly just okay. about how kind of so one of the first action steps that worked for me when I was getting into this and trying to kind of be more mindful about my vibrational frequency and this is so freaking simple. So no excuses, anyone. All right. Uh, let's have it. Set an amount of time, I would say a week, and just start making note of the stuff in your daily life that feels good mm. and the stuff that doesn't. And pay attention to the environments you're in, the food you're eating, the TV you're watching, the people you're around, whatever. Anything that you encounter that you can kind of make note of. Like, mm-hmm. oh, this feels really good. That you can measure. Yeah. Yeah. Or this that 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 feels bad and mm-hmm. just start writing it down. And it can you don't have to elaborate a lot, just write it could be one word. A little bullet list. Yeah. Yeah. And then at the end of that week, sit and look at this list mm-hmm. and and look at the good things and start to strategize how can I get more of this good stuff mm-hmm. and look at the bad stuff mm-hmm. and figure out what you can delegate or what you can spin into something more enjoyable. Mm-hmm. That's one of the most basic. It's a perfect place to start. Yep. Great advice. Great action step. Yeah. Perfect first action step. Yes. And then if if you like that, then maybe try checking out the meditation and the self-development right. books and all, all the other right. fun things. Right. And, and I think that we've probably all been taking this inventory for a long time, but not writing it down. The writing it down is the action step that's probably missing for a lot of people. And it's it's very important because then you can see it. Yes. And it will slap you in the face. <laughs> I didn't know I didn't like hanging out with my boyfriend. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love it. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's perfect. Um, anything else you want to talk about today? I'm good. Okay. Well, I guess we'll see y'all next time. Or you'll yep. hear us next time. <laughs>